Well, welcome back. This is We've Been Watching with Claire Woodward and David Stevenson. We're back after an enforced layoff or just a layoff, really, wasn't it, Claire? Just a, just a lazy off, really, wasn't it, I think. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been, I hope you miss us. I hope you missed us when we're away. I've been watching a lot of property programmes all over the place. That, that silly compelling sunset programme I've been watching. I think it's just, it just escapism, isn't it? So that you can just disappear into a world and love it all listed. I mean, anyone would think I wanted to move anywhere, but maybe <laughs> kind of subconsciously I'm thinking, gosh, anything's got to be better than what's going on in the world at the moment. So it'd be nice to go somewhere else. But I think so. Well, shall we start with Our House on ITV, which... Uh, was back this week. Did you enjoy it, Claire? I found I only got one episode in, I have to say, which is not great. I mean, the other thing about it is that, of course, it looks like ITV's trying to do more aspirational dramas. I think we've talked about this before, but this one was patently aspirational for anybody who had about three or four million pounds to spend on a house. I mean, this is an immaculate Edwardian house. Um, yeah. That's totally out of everyone's I was totally up the value of yeah, I was totting up the value of that house, thinking, oh, is it in North London? Oh, it's virtually triple furnished. Well, that would be five million. Um, and I say, I think Martin Compton is a fine actor. And I just think this was, um, you know, he, he was wasted on it. You know, and he's, he's been in drama that makes you think, you know, like Line of Duty. This was just stuff that, um, I mean, I'm just wondering, you know, nobody has a, a great attention span anymore. I'm just wondering if these dramas aren't being written with thinking, oh, people have only got half an eye on the television. We can't make it too difficult. Well, possibly, although this is a best-selling thriller, is it, is it, is it not? So, I mean, how it's, it's had potential um, from readers, but then when you, maybe when you put something on the TV, it just doesn't come up to standard. I mean, this is the second uh, domestic type drama that Martin Comston has done. I don't know whether he's seen as a, a romantic lead. I mean, he's sort of dissolute romantic lead in this one, but um, he's maybe trying to sort of push himself into other areas, whether we agree with that or not. One drama on ITV, which was a lot better, was Ipcris Fire, which was the Len Dayton thriller um updated i suppose you could say from the michael kane film i mean i thought that was i thought that was very good and i didn't even think of michael kane once during the whole thing so there you are i just saw i thought about him in the first shot where you could just see those michael kane glasses on the table um, oh, yes. but, i mean i thought it was yeah and and i mean it was it was so such a change to see a drama that wasn't about two middle class people falling out um and i know it's an adaptation of a len dayton book which in turn was made into a cult film but it just it just looked it just felt exciting to see it on the screen and the 60s look was brilliant wasn't it it was i mean i must admit my main attraction to it was tom hollander i'll pretty much watching anything and I don't, but I don't think I've seen him as a spy before. I thought as a sort of spy master, he was absolutely perfect, wasn't he? You know, I can, I mean, I didn't think that there was any hope of this coming back for a second series because I thought it was going to be contained to the book. But I read this week, I think Lucy Boynton, who played Jean uh, in the drama, has said that there's potential for the character to come back. I think it could make a series, actually. Oh, I think so, because he, you know, he's such an appealing 
character, you know, this chancellor of a soldier who's gone to prison and he's sprung out to be a spy. That's an interesting character, isn't it? Yeah. It's a different character, yeah. It's not It's not an ex-salesman who's having trouble with his <laughs> wife at home, is it? <laughs> and I really like Joe Cole. I mean, I, I, I'd not... I'd not seen him in much before but I thought he was perfect and I think as he came from you know being this cocky uh, soldier and then a prisoner and then adopting the persona of a spy I thought he you know you really grew in confidence and you were really rooting for him and I think he underplayed it didn't he I mean maybe he was taking a few uh, lessons off Mr Hollander and he he underplays everything and I think it works but did you did you have an opinion on the tricky photography that which did wind me up a little bit, or am I getting too picky? No, I didn't spot that. What did you see? Well, I thought many scenes were shot on a complete angle. So I started sort of listing with the angle, which was about another, you know, 10 degrees starboard, just to, to get them on the sort of flat ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the floor's going, David, and you do need to move out. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't notice that. Um, but I, I really thought it had proper 60s feeling and the, uh, the use of music was really good as well um and the fact that they sort of updated Dayton's book to have a sort of sexy lady blonde spy played by Lucy Boynton at uh, the uh, the center of things was really good I mean maybe the angle is to do is in the 60s everyone was slightly drugged and Australia yeah, yeah. state and couldn't cope with life and they're just they're just listing away themselves I mean it doesn't I don't know whether it was a wind up I it's one of those things in TV direction that I think if you can, I mean, if you can see it, uh, it hasn't worked. But anyway. Mm. Well, and I, I think those sort of things work well on a big screen, but perhaps on on a telly screen at home, no matter how big, it just looks a bit too arty, trying too hard. Yeah. But I think we're, uh, I, I think five stars for it was far. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But um, haven't you been enjoying that uh, drama with Roger Alamin that's on Britbox that's set in La Belle France? Yeah, I love that, actually. I love it. it it's because, um, I mean, if people don't like the French, French-speaking dramas, which a lot don't, but a lot do, um, this is ideal because all French characters are speaking English. I don't know whether this is a sort of post-Brexit uh, thing, but anyway, we've got it. But it's interesting to have a French judge as a character who, sort mm. of, who brings a sort of a moral sort of component to the whole thing. I really enjoyed it because it looks fantastic as well because it's all shot around Aix-en-Provence. Mm. Um, What's it? Oh, murder in Provence, of course, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's murder in Provence. You can't, I mean, yeah, every trope of Provence is there, you know, the sweeping lavender fields, the markets, the food, the wine, it's all that. And, and he's a bon vivant. That's the only French I'll use today. Um, but I've enjoyed I've enjoyed that. I think there are three episodes of that, so I'm going to continue with that, definitely. Yeah, that's on BritBox, if anyone hasn't caught it yet. And also there's been, I think they've just announced a second series of the Madame Blanc Mysteries on Channel 5 which again is set in France um, with, with sort of interesting British experts. So there's, um, there's no shortage of drama set in foreign, foreign climes, is there at the moment? It's, it's great. Because we can't have a holiday, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to follow Susan Cowan on a bus around Bogner, you should look it on Murder in Provence. Uh, 
will you miss neighbours when it goes, David, and the flavour of home it obviously gives you? Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit shocked about that. I still really haven't got. I've, I haven't really gotten over how quiet people have been about it. Well, I haven't been quiet about it because <laughs> I was talking to a fan the other day, and she's watched it right from the very start, and she made a great point about it that it's had nice storylines, which are better than anything that you get on soaps here, which go for, you know, high operatic rubbish drama most of the time. Mm. That's a very good point. I mean, I remember watching Neighbours on day one in the in uh, I think in about 1986, and I was unemployed watching the telly in the daytime, and um, thinking it was great. And the fact it had a dog called Bouncer and a, a mingy old lady called Mrs. Crandall in it. It was, all, it was all gentle. But then again, British soaps are quite gentle now. And 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 as you just said, David, you know, a episode of EastEnders this week shows how violent and shouty and nasty a lot of the soaps have become yeah i mean i thought all right okay there's a serial killer on the loose which is just such a cliche anyway but the mm. violence meted out you know i mean he was surviving everything from a bottle of vodka over the head an empty one of course <laughs> um a bar stool to the midriff which would have taken out several ribs anyway and then he managed to climb up a scaffolding <laughs> And, and break into break into another house and then get up onto the railroad tracks. I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't any worse than other EastEnder sort of climax episodes that I've seen. But it, I mean, it just leaves reality at the door, doesn't it? Absolutely. And um, I thought the policeman in Walford really rubbish last night. You know, this uh, guy was just running around Albert Square and they couldn't see where he was and people were shouting. And have you have you have you been brought around to watching Peaky Blinders yet? No, still ne never watched Peaky Blinders. It, um, I it's um, it's never appealed. Um, I caught the first episode of the new series because I wanted to see how they were going to deal with Helen McCrory's death, uh, which uh, was beautifully done. But you know, very shocking in that first episode where they took bodies off a van and um, and he was cutting. That the body bags open and the last one was our Polly. That was that was just. Shocking. I thought that was a bit too much, really, under the circumstances at the moment. Don't mention the war. Mm. But, um, but I, I, I think it's an interesting series. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best by any any sort of argument, but it um, it's sort of got some best of moments in it, really. So you've got. Mm. Um, Tom Hardy in the second episode coming back as the London Jewish gangster um, who's now writing an opera. It's a, it's a classic thing of, yes, as I'm you not, do. Yeah, it's another one of those, yes, I'm not writing one either. I mean, it's very much a who's who of rather good British actors, isn't it? It is. I mean, I think we've got uh, Stephen Graham appearing later in the series. I mean, he's bankable whatever he's in really but I, I, I think with a weakened um, Tommy, Tommy Shelby from Killian Murphy he may meet his match with Stephen Graham but I, I, am, I am enjoying it and um, just sort of for sentimental reasons as well do you know when you've sort of watched a drama through so many series you really you're really so invested in it, you, you hope that it goes out in, a good, in good style don't you Oh, absolutely. And I think the way that Peaky Blinders has kind of, you know, it's it's become a lifestyle for a lot of people. You know, you see all these vintage fans going to Peaky Blinders events and dressing up in Sussex tweed caps and things like that. 
Um, it's 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 all rather heartening that people enjoy a series like that. I mean, I can't you know imagine people dressing up as a middle class couple from our house, for example. <laughs> um, they're more likely. They're more likely to lynch them. I would have thought, didn't you? Exactly. Are these dreadful people? And Claire, Seven of the People was well worth a watch on Channel Four, wasn't it? But I'm very glad it's it's here. And I wondered if Channel Four had been holding on to it so they could play it at some point, or had just bought it at the last minute because of Zelensky's um, brilliant leadership in the Ukraine. But I mean, it, you know, it's a great buy for Channel Four, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I was surprised that we didn't have it. I mean, it did it, it did have a few universal truths, didn't it? I mean, cronyism of one. Mm. I thought it was dealt it dealt with that brilliantly. The three what appeared to be oligarchs who were trying to set up the election, um, and they seemed to think that they've got the one that they really wanted. But of course, I haven't seen the rest of the series. I'm sure that's where the tension will lie, and the comedy. But it was a sort of it was a political satire mixed with a domestic sitcom, wasn't it? Yes, and that's something we don't do. You know, if we'd done it, we would have had to have make him, made him something like Alan Bastard in The New Statesman, wouldn't we? He couldn't have actually been lovable. Um, no, exactly. We wouldn't have made it, because he's quite a rounded character in this, isn't he, really, the history teacher? I mean, he seems a bit of... He's, he, I mean, he's more of a loser than uh, the real Zelensky, isn't he? Well, absolutely. God, yeah, you know, still living at home with your mum and your dad. And your... I mean, absolutely. We can't wait for this, so the... Boris Johnson um, comedy drama, can we? Oh, hang on, we're living that. Oh my God, yeah. Although I don't know whether you saw the story about, um, well, Netflix price has gone up by a pound, but also that you, you use more power if you're streaming shows than you do if you're watching normal television. I wonder if there's going to be a slight backlash, even with Bridget and coming. Oh my God, that's terrible. So, we, you know, we could have our central heating on and then we won't be able to have the telly on because of the power crisis. We'll all be gathering around the radio, won't we? And yeah, but you'll be sitting pretty. I mean, just quickly on next week before we go, um, the Apprentice interviews, I don't know whether you follow The Apprentice, but I mean, it's the biggest pack of chumps I've ever seen in my life they're utterly useless so that's probably worth watching next week because it's the interviews episode and I think I'll be watching more Ipcris file well until next week then Claire great to be back yeah it's lovely isn't it David see you all next week see you then <laughs>